Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbors CJK and Bayer. Let's get the neighbors Hello, this is Neighbours We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast Reborn in this zombie neighbours era uh, while we wait for no Neighbours to be resurrected, uh, we are delving into 2012 Neighbours because our overlord, evil overlord Jeffrey Bezos, has made it available on the Amazon Prime platform, also known as Freevee other mm. parts of, in other parts of the world. I'm Vaya. I'm, um, you know, just I like talking about a soap opera. It's what I do for fun. CJ's here. Hello. Kate's here. Hi, everybody. We are all of Erinsborough. Blood, not blood, locale. We have grown up. Mm. Well, we're not from Erinsborough. We're from across the pond. We met some lovely neighbours, listeners last week, a couple of which declare they live in Anson's Corner because they are literally <laughs> a hop, skip and a jump from Pinote Court. I Love. loved the Anson Corner folk. They were delightful. Yeah. Rodney and Chris, I believe. Yeah, it was – I mean, it was wonderful to meet neighbours, listeners – and just general neighbours, people that we have so much in common with. And it was great. Like I met someone and they were like, oh, I have this Instagram page. And I'm like, oh, I know, I know that Instagram. Like it's it's fun. So it's, we obviously, we have been to Neighbours, the celebration to a Melbourne leg. Just a rare treat to have a reason for Neighbours people to congregate in Australia. You know, like when Mary from Townsville walked into the room we were in, um, and I looked over and I thought, oh, there's Mary. And I thought, I've never met Mary in person <laughs> before, but I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's my old mate Mary that I've chatted to for like over 13 years. On, on Twitter, Twitter. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to make a public apology to Mary because I literally treated her like we've seen each other every month for years. <laughs> May have also not met Mary, but I was like ran straight up to her. Oh, we all go to the same hairdresser, I'd just like to point out. <laughs> Again, Sammy, Sammy No Pants. And Sam, Sammy who didn't haul her ass down from Magnetic Island. But form. that's okay. For but Mary, I look, I acted, I think I started talking to her in mid-conversation. Like I didn't even say hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> and you know the weird thing is because I'm not really on Twitter, I haven't had this conversation but I kind of have through you guys. Yeah. And a little bit on our Facebook group, Neighbours yeah. Council. Yeah. But, um, but I was just like, oh, hey, Mary, how are you going? I love your dresses because – I know that from Instagram. <laughs> like, and and uh, Kate's husband Phil was there, and oh, and he he was like, oh yeah, Mary. I remember um, Kate was asking you questions about Catholicism before we we got married because Mary is more knowledgeable about that, and Phil's Catholic, and we got married by a Catholic priest. So like, I was asking her, like, you know, he'd be saying, oh, you better ask Mary that question. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, everyone knows. It's just. You know, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Um, also, like, Jeffrey Gabriel said to me, oh, hey, yeah, I'm Jeffrey Gabriel. And I was just, like, processing that for a second. He's like, from Twitter. I was like, yeah, of course I know who you are. <laughs> like, seriously, I've been chatting to you forever yes, as well. Jeffrey yeah. came and supported us at the when we won the podcast award. Yes, and a big shout out to Jeffrey. He contextualised his little um, snippet on our yeah. podcast mm -hmm. very well. He explained where he was, who he was. <laughs> so all the people that flew from interstate and travelled – Big effort and the, I know they, I could tell the cast appreciated that they were yes. – I, th I think they genuinely – I could tell that they looked surprised in all the 
in the on stage that they got that huge reception in Melbourne. I don't. Yeah. I genuinely don't think they were expecting it. Mm. Um, mm. You know what was cute? I came and sat down in our seats b- before you guys came in. I was having a little into, into the hall. I was having a little menti b. And you I know, like, my ticket wasn't working. <laughs> I feel like wherever I go, I'm very anonymous. I just look like any other, like every woman in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> and I sit down, and I'm just by myself. And then a lady behind me goes, excuse me, are you Kate? And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yes. And it was one of our fans. Rachel. What a delightful young lady. And our youngest fan. Yeah. She's in year 12. Yeah. And big dreams. And she reminded us that we had actually spoken about her before. (laughs) Yeah. She's, again, she's a long-term supporter. Mm -hmm. She's communicated for ages with us. And... We all dissuade, try to dissuade her from doing an arts degree. <laughs> do, don't do as we have done. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was like, you should do it while I was swashing around a wine glass. <laughs> um, how, what a wonderful thing. And, and then, then when I said, oh, Fair and CJ are going to be sitting here too, and she's like, I can't believe it. Because <laughs> she said she, oh, she was wondering, if she, I hope I run into them and can say hi. And then we were just sitting in front of her. <laughs> Sweetie, it's just business. Wonderful Neighbours Council on Facebook. We're always there no matter which other platform's burning down. I mean, Facebook will burn down at some point but it's a great yeah. place. But na- um, Neighbours Instagram popping off. Misha Barton news. <sighs> oh, now, Misha Barton news. California. That was go. broken 400 years ago yeah. by Neighbours. Yeah, four years ago on this very pod. I mean, we didn't know it would actually happen but we knew it was slated to happen once upon a time in our Halloween episode 2019 yeah. with Christy Whelan Brown. Somebody read the secret, didn't they? Yeah. Yes. And you tweeted to Christy Whelan Brown. Yeah. And what did she write back? She said they got they finally got their girl. Yeah. Cuz so Misha was meant to play Scarlett Scarborough and was busy. And Christy got the gig. What a, what a blessing for Neighbours because she was bloody brilliant. And double blessing because now this paves the way for a storyline where both of them could coexist. Mm. And my favourite thing about that reel that Faye put together, which has the quote, is at the end, Kate, you suggest that um, champagne tastes and, yeah. On, but, a be, on a beer budget. Yeah, and then she says, oh, I'm the VB. And I said, no, maybe you're the Corona. Because it was pre... <gasps> oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Siege Trudamus. Oh, my God. We, this is... Bumps. <laughs> Guys, th- we have a power that is greater than we can manage. Uh, are, we, are we getting like The Simpsons, though? Like The Simpsons where there's just so many episodes of Neighbours that things just... Like, we've covered every single possibility <laughs> in the world. I thought you meant it's like the monkey paw episode where it's a curse. <laughs> so, Misha, can't wait. Can't wait. And we, they have no announced Emerald Chan is returning as Sadie Rodwell, mm-hmm. but they haven't announced the other Rodwells. No. Um, and, but there's, you know, like basically, so they've started filming. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's shots. And there was what, something that I thought was quite cute was there's, you know, quite a few people that went down to the filming. And like, I saw photos of like, you know, like Stephen Dennis getting out of the car and like people cheering him like he's a beetle. And, and I'm just like, this is, you know, after getting off that tour in the UK and being a beetle and, for um, a month. <laughs> Alan, and Alan Fletcher said that when Ryan would come out on stage in the, in the UK, it was like the crowd was greeting you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll tell you what, if anyone who is behind the scenes would like to just send us a quick private message to say what day of the week they usually shoot on the street and I will go out there and I will take a picture on my own phone. Oh, I don't care what day of the week is, I will do it. Okay, Kate, get on out there. Just let us know. I'm not driving out to Nunawading every day of the week <laughs> on the off chance, okay? Vermont. Vermont. Also, they did announce that there's going to be a traineeship program returning mm-hmm. to the production. Yeah, that even the, the premier um, put, tweeted that as yeah. well. So that's promising. Yeah. I wonder if that's the Victorian government's um, contribution. I'll tell you what, I, I wish that there'd been a tweet out when it was announced it was finishing that the, they were going to be rescuing the show at the time, which I feel they really could have as a major tourism drawcard to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So she's doing business with you. Let's talk about some episodes, gals. What do you reckon? Yes. Now, 2012. We were discussing with Jess last week, um, the Australia Day week. Yes, and we saw Jess Karamjeet's Comedy Festival show. What a delightful lady. Yeah, so talented. And I... She's off to the Erinsborough Fest. Not Erinsborough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a complete mistake. <laughs> Hanson's playing in Jess. Yeah. Edinburgh Fest. That's better. Which is perfect. Everyone who is a Neighbours fan needs to go and see Jess. Pull their ass up there. If we've got people flying from Townsville and Perth coming to Melbourne for the Neighbours show, mm. haul your ass up there. She's doing – Jess Karamjee is re- a redundant Neighbours writer, does stand up. We were talking about the cringe factor of the Australia Day episodes. But there's, there's a, a plot point that we didn't get to discuss. Mm. These there. are from the week of episode 6321 onwards. And that was when Coyle explained more of his sex offender past. I blocked this out mentally and physically. Okay. Paint the picture, Kate. Who was Coyle talking to? Vanessa. Jade? Jade. Sorry, Vanessa. I'm getting a bit thrown as well because people are tweeting. They're binging this stuff and people are up to 2013 and I'm so confused. No, we've just got to keep plodding along. (laughs) Now we're like, we are staying firm. And I'm not going to watch any 2013, 14 because those tweets, like the Munter family, Munter and um, Lander and stuff are in town and I can't be, I can't deal with that. I saw someone um, comment about Munter, about how dumb he was. Munter Turner, Mason Turner. But they were referring to him as Mason and I I just, I so refrained. I don't think it was in the council. I I was just like, well, yes, I mean, that's why we called him Munter. Yeah. Um, okay, so he's talking to Jade and he's basically saying deep dark secret from his life as in I'll tell you a secret from my life so you can tell me yeah. about your domestic violence, which is which is a weird thing yeah. to, um, yeah. you know, I'll show you mine if you show yeah. yours about DV. Mm. But anyway. Yeah, the so girl's always going to have a worse yeah, tale, I'll yeah. tell you that. Uh, Coyle, you know, grew up in Frangers, which mm. um, I do recommend um, a new podcast called The Frankston Murders. <laughs> <laughs> which was around roughly the same time as this incident that Coyle described. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, great podcast, um, but, yeah, not if you're sensitive to true crime. Anyway, Coyle was saying he went over to his mate Honger's house, that, I mean, we all love Honger, um, and he walked through the backyard and he um, basically was a peeping Tom because he saw Honger's mum inside <laughs> vacuuming in the nud. Mm-hmm. And, and did, he'd just seen American Pie, so... And he didn't look away. He stopped and stared. Yes, he did. Honger's mum has got it going on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was reminiscent. You, I think you brought this up, CJ. It, yes. So I think, yes, I, I sort of forgot to note the sex-pestiness on a, of it. Um, but it's, um, it's Freudian. 
because he was, he was, you know, painting his desires as an older man when he met Amy, a lady who... <gasps> Erotic cleaning. Yes. Yeah. Erotic cleaning pimp storyline. So maybe when he found that out about Amy, he was like, wait a second. Mm. This was my sexual awakening. We can reenact my sexual awakening. <laughs> but, you know, so he brings up this creepy-ass story when it's meant to be you know, his, you know, bearing his soul to Jade. Mm. Yeah. Didn't mention the whole Levi story, which is actually a moment of violence that he's overlooked. Oh, yeah. Remember he fell in with the wrong crowd and the wrong crowd um, came and beat up his little little boy. And caused, caused a lifelong health mm. issue yes. for him as well. Yeah. Um, but I loved at the end of that he just goes, oh, see you later. I'm going to hongers. Yeah. <laughs> what, so you can hongers. So check, check out some honkers. So he could like fap to his mum again. Yeah. What a creep. She's all I want. <laughs> Waited for so long. Honga's mum can't you see? Shout out this these suite of episodes because they shouted out a benefit being held for PirateNet Studios. Oh. We can take all the cash you got. Erinsborough oh, pa- Patreon.com slash neighbors pod. Was it at the pub? Is um I think they were serving cordial. Oh good. Yep. Um, it, is that the green cordial? Oh, no, that's, cordial? Just, that's just me getting excited about the kids drinking green cordial. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've got in my water That's bottle. an overexcited <laughs> props department assistant just like, oh, I want to I put some colour on the screen. <laughs> Let's get some green coddies. Do, do kids, drink, kids don't drink cordial these days, do they? It's just water. Oh, are you not on water talk? None of it, like uh, Australian kids that we know, I don't, like... I don't know any kid who drinks it. I want to know what the hell is uh, talking about. What's going they on? They still sell it, so someone must be drinking it. must not just My, be me. My um, <laughs> 44-year-old spouse drinks it. Yeah. Zero yeah, sugar. Does he have the zero sugar yeah. green one? That's what's in that bottle. No, he's got passion fruit, I think. Oh, um, I didn't know about that What's one. going on over on Water Talks, AJ? Um, okay, so the Americans have just discovered flavoured water, okay. which is just cordial. Because they usually just drink straight sugar. <laughs> yes, yes. And I've got some in the other room. I don't know if anyone's interested. Oh, I was I was raised on bloody cooler cordial. I used to get a green moustache from drinking it. No, I've got, <laughs> I've got some of the American water because I didn't know about water talk when I was in America. Because Americans don't they can't just drink plain water. That freaks them out. Yeah, I mean that was me in the eighties. Why was I, I, never, I never drank water? <laughs> Why would you be hydrated? Um, but if I put a whole sachet of their oh, is this like a Kool Aid? Yeah, but I got like grape. So the soft drink companies like Sunkist and whatever are making flavours that they put in water. But if I put a whole sachet in there, it is like sickly sweet. It's it's too much. I need it. But Mm. it's like like your veins turn hard Mm. from drinking one. And it's like sugar-free. But also I've I've watched some people, Australians return recently and they've bought like every flavour possible. (laughs) Um, And they're like... Like they're like worried they're like getting the sweats and like they're like. Oh, wow. But they're like, it, it's not listed the ingredients on there. Like nobody knows what's in there. What's in it's, this? Um, it's like when Bart and um, Millhouse drink the straight syrup squishy. Oh. Ah, that's good squishy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so they're, they're on, they're basically on the cordial but it's powdered. Um, I was about to go on another water tangent and you know what? We've got stuff to well, we move do, on to. Because you know how like th- what's the most cringiest moment in Neighbours history oh, that mate. is always mentioned like in the in the death throes of last year? Oh, the oh, Bouncer's dream. dream. Yeah. Um, so people can't stop talking about Bouncer's dream yet they don't talk about the time Toadie and Sonia had sex and oh, they no. played a montage of birds, bees, trains, 
and a sunrise with all to all to an ode to joy soundtrack. Oh my god, that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. What was going on in 2012? What what I was thinking when I watched that montage is what a world when it was only six years later when we watched Toadie on film tackle um, Madeline West. Yes, but also not consenting to a sexual intercourse with his dead wife's twin sister while Sonia also watched – and and back in 2012, they had to play a montage, <laughs> but trains and tunnels, the birds and the bees. Yeah, that was a, quite an amazing episode six three two five, I believe. Go and watch it. Um, you, you know what takes me out of it? Like aside from that bullshit, um, the where the, the names on the screen when somebody texts. I liked that feature. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't I, mind I, it either. Um, they, it comes and goes and I notice it in some programs, in other programs it comes and goes. It just depends the vi- on the vibe of the production manager at the time. Mm. Um, so this scene is incredible. I'm loving Susan bunking in with Sonia and Toadie. It's just got all these bizarre – it's like when Annie Jones was living with the Kennedys and they were couponing. It's that weird vibe of mm. you shouldn't be living with these people, weird stuff is happening. And so Susan – is popping home to get something and it's actually ovulation time for Sonia and Toadie. They're trying to conceive, which I do appreciate that they are taking time to show that on on a soap, some like, you don't just look at someone funny and then you're pregnant. Like sometimes it does take time and thought. She's she's really – there's something really freaking weird going on with her uh, menstrual cycle though because <laughs> two weeks later in Neighbours time – She's in the same ovulation window again. Two weeks. That's not how the menstrual cycle works. Well, maybe it's the same. Maybe it's only a couple of days have passed. No, no. Well, no. Apparently she was in the uh, – oh, it's – Because some of those outfits – Very confusing. They were wearing the same outfits for quite a few episodes in a row, I've noticed. Oh, well, yeah. Susan was in that pink blazer for like I mean, I can't seven judge days. Her. I can't judge her on that. <laughs> Kate's in the same situation but in a pink hoodie. <laughs> but Susan comes home and she walks into – Sonia Stark is naked, opening her dressing gown and just going, hey, sexy man, and just flashes Susan full frontal nudity and they both scream and jump up and down and it is the most glorious moment of television. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic and I would I want to see more scenes with those two together because mm. we know it's obviously mm, yeah. short-lived and we're not going to get it in the uh, 2023 Neighbours. Um, although it seems like Bezos could afford to bring Sonia back from the dead. Imagine Toadie with a second dead wife rolling up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Mel. Or, do you know what they could do? You know what they could do, which they've done before. I believe they did it with Kate will be better versed on this. Didn't they do it with Carrie. like Carrie Mangle? Yeah, yeah. Carrie came back they as bring just in, a completely different yeah, person. Yeah, you just bring in a doppel, a literal doppelganger of, yeah. oh, she looks really similar. They could. They don't have to have her exactly the same. They could it was have ups- it. upsetting for Harold. Yeah, but they could have Eve Morey play someone. Maybe she's got a different hair colour. She's just a completely different person. Like they do in SVU all the time, repeat offenders, the actors that come back five years later as a different perp. I mean maybe yeah. maybe she could be Emerald or maybe she could be Sadie's aunt or something in, yeah. the, in, in the long tradition of parents fucking off and mm. 
siblings having to come in and raise. We're gonna, I'll talk a bit about Reese in the next bunch of episodes because I've just wrote here, R equals the worst to see you next Tuesday. But I'll pick that oh, up. Oh, well, can I read you what I, I said? I've said hats off to Reese's no. Machiavellian plotting. He's the worst. Um, my son watched these episodes with me. Yeah. And I said, oh, he's a, he's a tricky one, isn't he, about race? And he said, no, he cares about that woman. About, his about redhead Erin. Yeah, because he was – every time he was talking to Erin, he'd be like, oh, I want to help you with your study, you know, whatever. And my son fully fell for it. Oh, no. Like he's seven, right? So Baby Lou. Like, you know what I've, he, I've called her in my notes? Dr. Low self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. The saddest bitch in Erin's bra. <laughs> she oh. does – she's such a sad sack and she's drab in every sense of the word. Mm. She's got that limp half up, half up down hairstyle that she just never ditches, mm. really beige. She's, and she's, she's got the same four hair clips at yes, the back of that thing. And just a beige pant. Mm. She scored with Reese though. Yes, good, she, good for her. <laughs> oh, a complete toxic – and she gets, she keeps saying like after my last relationship, which I don't I don't know if we actually really know the bad details. It, it just seemed to be a long term relationship that broke down. That yeah, was like it, yeah. she's had a breakup, but she just keeps saying like after that I've got to be careful or like I'm not that trusting. And he goes and and Reese says at one point, but I'm not him. And it's like yeah, but like you are actually, aren't you? <laughs> You're literally him. But the sad bitch Erin was. Um, you know, really delighted that Reese was able to get a, um, a booking at that Vietnamese place in Box Hill. Oh, the Vietnamese that place. That Vietnamese place. Okay, for listeners not from Melbourne, um, it's really well known for Chinese and other Asian restaurants. Didn't you have to go to Box Hill recently for your, for your school for your daughter's show and tell? Oh yeah, yeah. I went over there because I had to buy a, her a child size chong sam for, for um for school. Um, yeah. Dress up. So I feel like Erin should have said, which Vietnamese place did you get me a booking for? Yeah, or like maybe, I mean, there's probably at least, I mean, I should do a little search, but there's got to be at least 20 within about, you know, 10Ks of that are, Erinsborough. That are very good. Well, yeah, well regarded. And she's like, well, if we couldn't go there, maybe we could head down Springvale Road to um, Springvale because there's a lot down there too. And that's like, wow, it's only like 10 minutes drive away. And I'm pretty sure you can just take – they take walk-ins. Moving into the following week. Here we can segue into Reese's plan actually paying off. Him taking advantage of an up-and-coming med – well, she's not a med student – an up-and-coming surgical intern uh, for his own – End, ends, needs, because he wants to be a surgical intern. And l- literally he just wants to be one 12 months earlier than he can probably be one. Yeah, now I I wasn't watching when he um, didn't – I was I didn't – I, I didn't when know he much about Reese. the yeah. audition. But apparently so he was drunk or he showed up late or something to well, his I own. To be, it was a long time ago. Well, just you weren't good enough, mate. Deal yeah. with it. Erin was better and she's got no confidence or self-esteem. <laughs> she figured but, it out. But they're all like going on like, oh, you know, like Kate's all like, oh, you know, you don't have the right personality. And Carl's like, you don't have the right personality. Firstly, Carl, no. you're a GP. You're not a surgeon. Your job is to be empathetic yeah. with people. Yeah. Surgeons don't need to be empathetic. They have to have the the mindset that they can actually cut into someone and do something surgically. They're vital organs. Yeah. So... If Reese feels he can do that, then that's fine. I think. I think. I don't. I don't begrudge him thinking he can do it. 
I begrudge him ruining other young people's lives and young women who don't have much backing in the patriarchy and I got shut off with Michael Williams for the same thing this week, undermining your female superior. But anyway. Oh, um, he gets worse. Oh, yeah. So Reese is like, oh, Carl. Oh, so th- this is his lowest ebb, I find, Reese. when not only does he like seduce Erin, he lays a honey trap for her to – it's weird. He's like, I'm going to sleep with her, but I'm just going to, for the only purpose, to doctor her phone alarm. So she sleeps in. I'm like, can't you just fuck with her alarm in the break room? Why do you have to sleep with her to change her alarm? That's that a was side benefit. That was literally the beginning and the end of his plan. I'm going to change her alarm to 7.30 instead of 6.30. You yeah. can do that in the daytime. But then he then he splashes the booze on her arm too. That is the lowest ebb for yeah. me. When he, yeah. And he goes to Carl and says that, you know, he's worried about her. He's worried about someone having a drinking problem on yeah. staff. Look, to be and honest. And Aiden had already noticed that she smelt. Because yeah. he, by the way, he referenced, it was called Erin's, um, like the alcohol was called like Erin's Valley or something because <laughs> her name's Erin and she was really chuffed by it. But <laughs> also he said that it was very expensive because she was going to leave and so he was gaslighting her with, oh, oh, just put away this very expensive bottle of wine that I bought. No, actually, if he was gaslighting her, he would have said, Oh, no, you've already had the wine. <laughs> I, look, to be honest, I just can't bring myself to care about this because she's such a sad sack that I don't think she's right as a surgeon anyway. But I just – he's such a smarmy Yeah, he a-hole. feels like a surgeon. But I, I have confidence that he'd probably do a good job as opposed to Aaron, who'd be like, oh, how are you feeling? How's you, how do you feel about this? Yeah, I think – no, no, I just want someone who's mechanically very good at their job. But also Carl is like, yes, you can do this next year when you reapply. Mate, you're a GP working in a hospital. Why are you having input to the surgical program? But the whole crux of Reese's thing is that he wants to do it in 2012, not 2013. I'm like – His mum's on death's door. But it's not my problem that he lied to his mummy. He wants to help other people. He wants to get on the research train. Yeah, he can help other people next year. It's literally like telling this – Cockhead to wait literal 12 you months. Just, you just hate him. Like yes, that. correct. <laughs> correct. I don't hate him. Okay. So I don't actually feel this passionately about it. Yeah, but I do hate him. And I, but also the, his issue is he can't wait 12 months. Vea, how can you hate this man more than bloody Michael or Lusicus because, or Coyle? Because they're not getting people fired. Young, a young woman in, in the medical profession. Lusicus is a fucking creep. Who did he get Ooh. fired this week? I just see like um, Amelia, like when he like approached her from behind and she's like, ugh. <laughs> but he didn't get any young women sacked this week by fucking them first. Oh, that, I, I think but, he needs to go on a watch list though. And then, and then he tries to justify it to Carl by going, look, my mum's not well. And Carl's like, expression's like, yeah, good on you, mate. I feel for you, but you can't fuck people's lives up just because you're sad that you that your mum or he's lied to his mum. He said I'm a surgical student, and she's played by a friend of the pod, Sansia Robinson. Saw her last week actually. She's doing great work and possibly yeah. She had a great recovery. She's bouncing bouncing back and in a couple of productions this See, year. That's because he got into the surgical program. <laughs> That's because she stopped taking roles where <laughs> she stopped taking roles that should be played by disabled performers. Do you know my favorite part about it was so Carl comes in after the whole like booze thing. He's trying to eat his lunch in his office, by the way. And I love these little touches of 2012 where, like, I've got a whole episode about Carl's trying to get his lunch in. And and really like, stop down, wow. don't they? Um, but he's Reese comes in and says. 
you know, I'm going to, I've applied for the surgical program or whatever. And Carl says, I had to be honest, I had to tell him I don't think. And like, <laughs> they haven't listened to Carl at all. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> he's a GP who works at the hospital. He has no input into the surgical like, program. Uh, much like the double take I did when there was a board meeting and Paul Robinson was there <gasps> deciding who the principal of Erinsborough High should be. School council, mate. It's the double take is we also would have been the board of surgical the board of surgeons at the yeah. hospital were like, what's Dr Kennedy doing in this meeting? Carl, you're not a surgeon, Carl. And Dr Jessica was like, where, where was John Woods? That's my question. Well, yeah, Dr Jessica was in, and she's like, well, I already gave him the exam, and he's passed, and he's got the geek, so because he did the study, because he's committed to it. It's um no yeah I really well he's probably gonna he is quite committed to it he's I'll not give even you that. top five I reckon worst by men, now worst men in the cast twenty twenty three if we looked not up, even top five if we look up West Waratah star well he died whatever rest in peace Reese but if we looked up if he was still alive today he would be making headlines for interfering with his patients while they were under anaesthetic he's oh, just no less effective than Finn. no doubt imagine if Finn wanted to do this. That's right. Actually, he's, he reminds me, he's giving me Finn vibes when Finn's like, I really want to be principal. I really want to be a surgeon. No, he's actually, so I'm going to kill people first. My favourite part of him is that he just shit cans Kate when she's all but like, but, which she heartily deserves because everyone else is putting up with her bullshit. Genuine, and he genuine just calls question her out though. saying, You're a loser. That's Gen- what your problem is, and you need to get a life. Genuine question though, what is the beef with those two? I know that they hooked up, but yeah. what, what, why are they. Well, it's because she's a. She's, in this cycle of loserdomness. But, but why do they hate each other? What sparked that? I missed that. I don't know. I, I think, think I think she resents him succeeding. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's it feels rooted in Yeah, it feels rooted in like a personal past they have. Well like she yeah. he's a bit of a dick and she they had a one night stand and she can't believe she She went decided there. she'd bang a student instead. Yeah. Yeah. But onto that. So part of the Aaron situation was Kate goes to tell Aaron that Reese is just basically he's, after he's her no job. Good. He's no yeah, good. He's no good. Because Kate is on the Mrs. Mangle arc. Yeah, but also like I just was like weirded out by like her standing at the um, hospital, like and just being like, "Oh, I'm meant to be here." Like, that was no, weird. That was super was weird. weird. She's like, "Oh, Aaron." I'm like, "You shouldn't be on a first name basis. You should be saying, oh, hello, is it Aaron?'" Morgan or whatever, but you know, like, who are you? Yeah, who are you? And and then, um, but Reese goes straight with that. She's my crazy ex, which I love it. Thinking on, on his speech, but also she's like some weird interfe- interfering person. It it is a little weird. What's even weirder though is when they are consoling each other. When Aaron's like, "No, nah, I quit. I can't deal with this," and. Kate's like, oh, let's have a drink. Oh, because Reese has just called Kate a loser, hands her a bottle of champagne that he'd bought for himself and just like, go drink it with all your Scott no mates, you know. Have you noticed there is so much drinking in 2012, I think, compared to now? Like people yeah. are having double standard dr- glasses of wines. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, they're like nearly full wine glasses. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like this isn't like the right message for 6.30pm. Do you know no. what I'm noticing even more of? We can't see Sonia and Toadie do the deed, but yet. Lots of drinking. <laughs> At 11am. Yeah. What I'm noticing more than the drinks though is the amount of takeaway that they are getting from a pub and a cafe. Mm. Like I'm just here to pick up my order, order for Robinson at Harold's and they're all in yeah. these cloth grocery just, bags. Just going to get my schnitz. Yeah. Like what are you getting? That's, and they're like, um, oh, it's for four of us tonight. I'm like what are you getting for four people from a cafe? Yeah. It's just weird. Like, mm. Knock up a Latino pasta. <laughs> Let, let, 
maybe like a lasagna or something like that. That, yeah. that, that would be fun. You go, oh, okay. Imagine if the cafe like specialised, you know, they had some family-sized pies or lasagnas and you go, yeah, that's legit buying that. But what else are you getting? You're not getting like, like, I'll get a, a Thai chicken curry. It's nothing better than a cold palmer Keesh. from the pump. The little bit of shitty salad on oh. the side. Oh, that oh, two bits of rocket. Oh, Balsamic my God. Balsamic all over bloody chips. It's just weird when they could be just popping down to Box Hill. Yeah. To that Vietnamese place. Eating yeah. like kings, you know. To, to one of the many. With fresh food as opposed to whatever came out of the, the walk-in freezer at um, the waterhole. It's just bizarre the amount of takeaway they're getting from those local establishments. I must admit though, whatever season that freezer scene's on, I'm going to watch that. Oh, when – what, with Sheila and Paul and the yes. – um, Glad oh, rap. The glad rap. Gosh. Okay. We'll have to. Yeah. As soon as I see it on Twitter, I'll sing out. Yeah. Do a, we can do a very special Patreon episode. Um. So. Okay. So this friendship is forged. Erin <gasps> and Kate. This, oh yeah. The saddest bitches in um Erinsborough unite in mm. Queensland. This blew my mind because okay, we're about to hit a destination suite of episodes, and I did not realize Kate had gone travelling with this rando. Beige, Dr. redhead. Dr. Low Self-Esteem. I did. What did they decide to do? They're living at like a backpackers. They're, well, they say they're going to go just talk about what they're going to do, like what they want to. Were they, uh, were they just like. Well, they just suddenly appear. She appears on a beach. I, I, didn't, I missed the bit. So, okay. I just, oh, yeah. yeah. So, they just, they're clinking wine glasses and again, I think it's still like 2 o'clock. It's 2 p.m. There's like a lot has happened. Yeah. And. Then they say, what would you do if you had all the time and you could just go anywhere? And Erin, you still have a job. You're just not on the <laughs> surgical program anymore. You're still a registrar. They're still waiting for you to turn up on Monday morning. I am a convert. I watched these episodes today. They're like, oh, where's Kate? Jade and Kyle are like, Kate's room's all packed up. We haven't noticed her in days. <laughs> Cut to. She could have been gone three weeks. <laughs> She's on a beach in tropical Port Douglas. I mean, I've just watched, I've just listened to the Frankston murders, so it could have been something quite grisly. <laughs> so, yeah, lucky they ring Kate's mobile and Lincoln Lewis answers and he's like, <coughs> she's on the beach. I found her which, phone. Which beach? Which beach? You're like, oh, they hang up. They don't call it into the police. They're like, oh, well. They don't ring back either. <laughs> they don't, like, get a GPS tracking. I thought this was a Summer Bay crossover <laughs> when I saw Lincoln Lewis. I'm like, Sorry? <laughs> She's at Palm Beach. He is one creepy dude. What does he do? He picks up the phone. Right. So, um, well, that's when we you know, we discover that she's staying at, at El Shito um, Backpackers. Dougie's. Real place. Dougie's.com.au. Mm-hmm. They, every single place they went to and stayed at had a big marquee, like had a moment on screen and, oh, it was Ridges at one point. <laughs> yeah, I think I prefer to go to Ridges I loved, I loved the scope. Like you can go to Port Douglas on a Dougie's budget or a Ridges budget. You choose. You're did, running out of money. Is did that you the deal? Guys, yeah. Did you guys ever do backpackers like in your younger years? No. I can – heavens no. I can tell you – Oh, because I did. When oh. I, I went to Europe and like through the UK. Absolutely not. Um, because I looked at that and I thought, mm, I can imagine the smell there. Because there were some backpackers that were really clean inside and um, there were some that were just – Feral, and that looked like one of the feral ones that would smell like old food because that, that was the main old old f- cooking smells. Scrubbed up well on screen. That's all I gotta say. But yeah, it, um, they weren't in dorms though. Like it must be a swank enough. It looked one. like an Airbnb, like a 
like poorly a decorated one. Little unit with a kitchenette. And they just seem to be hanging out in the kitchenette. It was I'm very like, poorly decorated. It was like my um, son's been watching a bit of bananas in pajamas. Reminds me of those when we watched it when we were kids, like those primary coloured, brightly coloured mm, sets. Early, early wiggles. Yes, all those, yeah, foam. Just everything looked like it had been artificially made for puppets to live mm, in. A bit of accidentally Kelly Street. Yeah, for perfect, perfect. And the other thing that is artificially manufactured is Kate Ramsey's new hair. Imagine if we lived in Queensland, how crap our hair could possibly look. Oh, it would just... This was the moment, though. We've talked about this on the pod before, that this was the defining moment where her hair turned to shit. And I remember it differently. I remember thinking, oh, it was actually lovely, like at the time. At the time, because I think I hated Kate's hair... When she joined the show, it was just a bit of a frizzball, untamed situation. Not that if your hair is frizzy, it's bad. It's just that it was not styled in a way that did anything for her. But hair had, had looked nice for a while at this a, point. It took quite a while to get it to tolerable. And then she came back and it was long and curly. And I thought, okay, that's a choice. But then I'm looking at today and I'm like, this is not good. I, I feel like I've watched a TikTok of – yeah, there's all these TikToks of people trying out the curly girl method for mm. the first time where they're like plopping their hair and scrunching and I'm like – then they'll finish it and they'll go, oh, wow, this looks great. And I'm like, no, it doesn't look great. Go back to your previous just brushing it <laughs> method. <laughs> and I feel like Kate's like, you know, kind of – Dipped her toe into the curly hair, and it's she's not doing it well enough. She's yet. like, oh well, when in when in Rome, this will do. And th- I love that it's not even referenced. Erin doesn't go, oh, that salon did a great job because they just literally got there, and she just went straight to the salon, got extensions, and went to the beach. And lost oh, her phone. Yeah. When you see her wandering on the beach, I'm like, you are the whitest person in Queensland. <laughs> she's in a little, um, it's like spaghetti strap red dress with a. With frangipani in her oh, hair. Oh, it's so cringe, the flower. And Lincoln Lewis finds a selfie of, of her in the phone, which isn't a selfie because Aaron would have just taken it. Mm. And he's got her phone and he's like, oh, we come and meet me. He thinks she's a bit of all right in the photo. And he's like, hey there, Casper the ghost. <laughs> I think you're a bit of all right. I'm not going to give your phone over till. Well, she goes to meet him and he's like trying to chat her up and then they get into this little tussle where she's like, give me my phone, and then knocks him and he drops into the pool. Oh, And there's no cr- bag of rice situation no. or anything. Look, I'm Your sorry. Your wouldn't have survived no. in 2012. No. no. I would have given it a red hot go though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but like. But they wouldn't go. have known. Like who would have told them, put it in rice or just. Yeah, we knew about it then. It, everyone knew about it then. I was I just, doing it. I, I tried to revive phones in the like the oh. early OOs because yeah. oh, I killed. I've killed every single phone I've ever owned. I just I can't, very rare. Only once I drove off down the street with my Nokia fifty one ten on the roof of my oh, car no. and it bounced. Yeah, that's what I, said. I, bounced. I, I went a few blocks around a couple of roundabouts and then I hear a dunk dunk. It bounced off of my roof onto my bonnet onto the ground. I think I drove over it or someone else drove over it. It would have lived. Pulled the car, grabbed my phone. Good as gold. Yeah. Never never went wrong. But they, they won't survive having like beer spilt on them. That, okay, that would yeah. like yeah. kind of like. You're know, going in a pool. Yeah. And so she gets back to Erin and she's whinging about Lincoln Lewis. And then this is my clanger of the week when she goes to Erin. But my, she's like, you don't need your phone. What's on there? She's like, but my cam, my phone, my phone was going to be my camera. 
on this trip to document the memories. A time when you had to have two separate devices. I'll tell you what, we, but they back when I was doing my backpacking, my a camera did take a lot better photos than my phone well, would have yeah. at that time. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Because then they show that scene where Sophie, yeah, is like. Could, because the Kyle, Luke, Luzicus, all these people are like, should we go tell Sophie that no one knows where her sister is? No, nah, no, nah, let's not worry her. I'm like, I think someone should be worried about this missing person. So they tell Sophie and then she's a bit wistful walking down the street. So, so Sophie's living with Paul and Seagull and she – in this group of episodes she, she breaks up. With this boyfriend. Oh, beautiful little Corey. Oh. Corey looks a lot like Munter's little brother. <laughs> Bailey. Red Cotton, brother of Red Cotton, Corey. Yeah. Mm. And she breaks up with him because he's not as into music as her, which... Oh, to be honest though, he's into that that nerdy game. Video that, game. That Callum's into which Dragon Prophecy. That's probably, probably a deal He probably owns Mo- Microsoft by now. Like, <laughs> you know... You know what, like, cracked me up though? His mentions of direwolves and other things. And I'm like, hang on. 2012, Kate probably wouldn't have picked up on that. But that sounds a little bit Game of thrones And that's – they are probably from the published novels, not back then. Like, Mm. someone's been into Mm. the R.R. Martin. Someone's someone's into the nerds back then. Uh, But it's also funny when – so Sophie doesn't want to go out with him anymore because he doesn't know music references that she knows. Yeah. It's cute. When you're 14. She's only year nine. You finish yeah. snogging someone and then you want to have a conversation and he doesn't know your favourite albums and he likes Dragon Prophecies. She's like, it's not going to work. And he goes, are you breaking up with me because of a video game, computer game? She's like, well, not 100%. That. And she's, and she's very angsty. I love it. Kaya Jones. What a little breath of fresh air. I wonder what she's doing now. Well, probably still acting. Yeah, probably. I wonder what she. Oh, I'd have her back in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah she's neighbors. great. She's that little scene when at the end of the week where they tell her Kate's buggered off. Oh, well, mm. then it triggers what comes next. But she, she's got the wherewithal to go. You know what? I want more out of a relationship. We've done our mm. snogging, and mm. now I'd like to have some conversation. Even with useless Summer giving her advice. Summer's like, okay, if it's not right, end it. And mm. Andrew Robinson is like, however, I would like to manage your little boyfriend's brother's band, mm. Red I Cotton. Need, I need you to snog a couple more times. And because I have a shitty tattoo that I want to get rid of tomorrow. Oh, my God, pickles. The, the, <laughs> the motivation the for Andrew well. is flimsy at best. Yeah, it, yeah, I can't walk around with this Chinese character of pickles. It sounds like Mate. you're you don't want a Chinese character on your body, you Mate. racist prick. Everybody knows you're a bogan. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it says. I mean, maybe he can't go to Box Hill. Yeah, he without can't go to Box like Hill because hey. they'll be like, "We don't have pickles." Sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not on the menu. <laughs> I know you're dedicated, but okay. So he wants to manage this band, and I I must say, like Andrew, like I just knew people like this, like that wanted to manage band. Like this was my young youth. ...situation was mm. this guy. And so he wants to manage his band and he'll do anything to do it and do it properly. Like back then, if someone had said, oh, I want to manage his band... ...I'm like, that's that's what a record label's for. Mm. Why, why, maybe, would, why maybe, would a band want you, um, a random 18-year-old boy... Yep. ...to manage them? Yeah, and it's not like he owns... ...like um, do if he owned a degree. pub. Yeah. But if he owned a pub, like a venue... 
like if if it, if if it like, was a like Robinson different era, and he knew and he could actually gain, you know, something for them. Well, does Paul own the waterhole in, in this era? I don't believe so because he's just a struggling newspaper man. Too busy at school board meetings. Yeah. I oh, trying to get Kate bloody jobs at the newspaper. I was like, imagine having an uncle who could get you like a job in journalism. Yeah, <laughs> back hell. when people read the paper, physical newspapers. Wasn't she an English just teacher like, too? Get mm. stuffed. I want to work at Harold's. I'm busy to anyone that talks to her. God, she annoys me. Yeah, I must say she's. And the thing is, is so I wasn't around for when her mum died. Well, that's well, that's that what was, that was her triggered. entree into the street. Okay. It was like episode one, her mum's hit by a car, the, the three kids are on their own. Yep. And there's the, another one's a boy, is it? He's Harry. Harry she shipped it off. He, they shipped him off to Sydney. Okay. To play basketball. Yeah. Never seen again. Yeah. Okay. He went to basketball school. All right. But Kate was old enough to at least say that she wanted to have custody of. Her younger brother. Well, she – there was no, pretty much no choice. Like there was no one to look after Sophie mm. and well, and Harry at the time. But I think Paul did offer to look after them and Kate was like, nah, we don't want this. We just want to be together. Probably could have offered a bit harder. I guess. Mm. And um, I think that house – that house was owned by the Salvos, was it? Because did Harold oh. give it to the Salvos and that's why – and it was kind of like this, this can be our house of convenience that we right. could have groups of like – um, very you know, diverse characters come in to live here, and it obviously just lasted as long as as long as these guys were in the house. I love that for that house. Yeah, that's a really good idea. It's genius! Mm. It's it's having Summer Bay Caravan Park without having to have a caravan exactly. park. Yeah. I um. So Andrew, it's like we're going to manage this band. Yeah, and so he's going to manage the band, and he's trying to do things, and he's just acting like a real. Look, there's nothing more. It's just cheese dick. Like he's just – it's terrible. <laughs> it actually escalated quite swiftly from I want to run a music festival and yeah. book this band to I'm going to be their guy, their yeah. number one guy. And then he's a videographer. Like it is just a one-stop shop. Talking about white balance. Oh, my gosh. He, he's got real um, Eden Hills grammar vibes for someone who went to Erinsborough High. <laughs> so he queues up to do – while all this is going on with Sophie, who he lives in a house with, you know, she's breaking up with the boyfriend. Her sister's effed off Ooh. to get a haircut. The band. Yeah. So they where are they so they're gonna film this video. He asks Priya, who's come in as the principal. Yeah. And her first response when he goes to ask is, You just finished last year or something. And it's like it's a real cut down, Priya. It's a real cut down, but also it's really true. You're not a band manager. You've never done any of this. <laughs> you were just at school last year. It's such a classic school leaver thing, isn't it? Of, I could just wander back onto school and ask for us to do something here. Yeah. I think my friend Joe and I would have done it filming a comedy sketch. Like we can just go do it at Pegs, whatever, yeah. who cares? Yeah, we were there ages. Yeah. yeah. Like it's fine. It's like, no, you can't just you can't just come back here and I mean, wander people around. Can, people can wander around that school. Like, yeah. No, no probs. Yeah. yeah. It's just not kosher. Uh, Amelia's there every five minutes. Oh, Amelia. Teach. Hey, teach. What's oh, the deal with cringe. What's the teacher? Why is Lucas teaching there? Is he, he teaches, teaching mechanics? He teaches mechanics. Okay. All right, cool. Engineer. No, he teaches, what is it? What do they call it? What is, on Greece, shop. Shop class. Ah, uh, fair enough, fair enough. Oh, man. And I love that he just wanted to take a midterm holiday. Well, no, like not even midterm. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to take like second week of school In off. term one. Yeah. Yeah, and thanks, she's like, thanks, this Lucas. shouldn't have been approved. And 
Michael Williams, okay, yeah, deviation here because Team Priya all the way, Michael Williams could get fucked. Even though back when I watched these episodes originally, I was sweet on him. But what was I thinking? <laughs> what, was, what was I thinking? He, he's, and he is fair. So I knew he's got a new boss. She's a woman of colour. She's authoritative. She has expectations. Um, she follow, She's got rules that she wants to follow. She's got protocols in place. She's trying to assert her authority. I felt the business of asking, of, of telling your staff that they have to be referred to by Mr or Ms, I think that's an issue you probably should have like brought up in the staff room rather than in the classroom and in front of the students. In those days before term went back, mm. not just on the fly as class is starting on day one. I feel that like there's, it's a heavily unionised job teaching and I think in the staff room they might just go, no. <laughs> Emily, Amelia does say to Michael at some point, have you spoken to your union about this? And he's like, no. no classic scout. I was surfing. The, the other thing is is that he quit that job. Like she yeah. didn't steal it off him. And, and he put Lucas's leave through because he didn't give a shit. He's like, oh, I'm leaving this job. And he puts his leave through. And yeah. then, oh, well, guess what? Week two of term one is not an ideal time People, to leave. People need to learn he's, about changing oil. He's too dumb to go and get like a CRT role in a different school. And excuse me, Lusicus, you want to visit your brother and his young child in Sydney. You know when you can do that? Friday night to yeah. Sunday night. Yeah. Or you could have done it any week in January. In the school holidays. Literally the th- four days before you started back on in term, you could have been up. He can go every weekend for the whole term if he wants to. Yeah. So, oh, I've already booked more accommodation. Well, stay with your brother on the floor. Yeah. I look, to be honest, old mate, um, what was his brother? Dan. Dan. Dan's not down with his bullshit. <laughs> like he at least had half a brain about him. He's like, oh, little Adam's going to be disappointed. Adam doesn't know you. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, yeah, book your leave in, whatever. It's it's ridiculous. It's, or, it's disrespectful just, to your peers to leave that early in the term. I don't think just wait a, eight weeks until the holidays. Which is what he has to do. I don't teachers can just take holidays no they have to have a pretty good reason yeah and this is not a good reason which is what i said in the previous episode about it would be it would have been nice to have had a backstory of dan going i can't hack single fatherhood i need some help with my outrageous toddler because that's what they are i need some assistance and he would have said i am taking care as leave to come and help my brother Mm. no it was just i've got to go see dan no reason i've booked a hotel and, okay, that's not even my biggest issue. Is And he's like, oh, when she's walking around telling the students to tuck their shirts in and they can't wear... Oh, oh which I loved. Because I'm, I'm a stickler on uniform mm. and that's probably... I would come in. I probably wouldn't care about the names. But the uniform, I'd be like, no, you look slovenly. Yeah, because at one point they're joking about how she's come over from Eden Hill's grammar and... Now she doesn't know the ways of Erinsborough High. And someone is saying, oh, it's we're hardly a ghetto... Like, I mean, kind of. Well, I mean, tuck, it's cursed. Tuck your shirts in, kids, and so maybe you won't get that reputation. It's built on an ancient burial ground, <laughs> judging by the curse. And so by before recess, they're all whinging about the new regime. It was just him. The kids don't care. Or we have to call the teachers Mr. So-and-so. Oh, Callum was annoyed that he had to tuck in his billowing but for shirt. for 40 seconds and then he put his shirt in and he moved on with his life. Yeah. Oh, but then, like, Michael's bloody channeling Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds. No, the reference they dropped, Jack Black in School of Rock. Oh. 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 Which, 
pristine movie, got to say. Love it. But he's all like um, deconstructing. Oh, okay. This, This scene, I just need to stop down on it. He picks up. Okay, it's term day one, term one. All right, kids, sonnets, okay, English class, sonnets, Shakespeare, sonnets. He says Shakespearean, which you shouldn't use if you're just if you're actually quoting a direct Shakespeare. You just call it Shakespeare. You don't say it's Shakespearean. Anyway, so he's like he reads from the textbook. So I am big pentameter. Is da, 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 da. And then he's like, oh, the kids aren't listening. Okay, Callum, you read it. Okay, the kids aren't listening. All right, I'm like. Hey, why don't you actually try explaining it yeah, with like your, your brain? Yeah, controlled, you care? But explain it. Don't just read verbatim mm. from the textbook. And he goes, right, close your textbooks. You know what? Put them on the floor. And there's this big performance of all the kids chucking their books on the floor. Uh-huh. And he's like, we're going to talk about sonnets. What? Where, are, where can you think of words being oh used? And Callum's like, The Simpsons? And yeah, this, is, this is the Dylan Dylan thing from Dangerous Minds. <laughs> I feel like, like you, you remember. <laughs> and I'm also remembering. Just, I am I am Priya peering through the through the window, just going. Ugh. I'm picturing Whoopi we Goldberg, need to get a new teacher, Sister Act Two. If you want to be somebody, and he's like, all right, kids, like feet up on the desks, think about where you where words are used with rhythm, the rhyme. <laughs> Sophie's like music. Rani's like Bollywood movies. Rani, by the way, I love Rani. I'm really, it's, mm. I'm stoked to see her. It's she's starting over here because I guess her mum can't. They can't afford Eden Hill school right. fees now oh, that yeah. Priya's not the, on staff. Yeah, doesn't have staff discount Though, anymore. No, she went to a private girls' school, which Eden Hill's grammar is co-ed. Mm. Unless it was two campuses like our old school, maybe it was like Eden Hill's grammar girls' campus, Eden Hill's grammar boys' campus. I mean, I can only say I get. Mm, that's interesting. I it, Yeah, but so she brings up the Bollywood and doesn't Callum at one point say, oh, you don't have to impress your mum now, she's not here and she's like, no, I like. I like Bollywood movies, you shithead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed to like Yeah, them. she has no time frame, which yeah, good for her. I, she's such a sweetheart and he is immediately smitten with her and he calls her the principal's pet and then Toadie immediately sees right through him, like, oh, you're sweet on her. Mm. Um, she's just a d- little darling and I love her. And But Michael's like, oh. The new regime. I can't. Well, you shouldn't have. You were the boss and you quit. And mm. now you've got a new mm. boss. And she's actually trying to make sure kids learn. Somehow you used to be the boss of this school. <laughs> and, oh. Well, well, well. If it isn't the old consequences of your actions <laughs> catching up with you, mate. This is the same man who last week said, oh, man, I'd love to surf all day. You have that choice, dickhead. Just go and do it. Your kid's in uni now. All you have to do is continue to pay your mortgage. You, he could be a surfing teacher. Yeah, he like could be. CJ, little baby Lou is taking surfing lessons sometimes. Yeah, and, and like an urban beach and like a man-made beach. He could do that. There could be one at Eden Hills. I mean, he was already doing it on his front yard. Yeah. He could have – he, look, all he needs to do is just live his dream of sleeping in his Sandman and <laughs> he, banging his sister-in-law every night. He <laughs> was a van lifer before it was on trend. Oh. He could be that. Yeah. So anyway, that just – But Tash lives oof. with him now, doesn't she? Um, Amelia, you mean? No, Tash. Tash. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, she mentions at one point that she he kicked her out. Amelia or Tash? Tash. Oh, he was threatening to, to yeah. send her to boarding school. Ah, I see, I see. Because I was just like, wait a second, don't you live with him? <laughs> no, but that was like, I think that was years ago. It was pre, 
2012 and I can't remember what she did that was so bad but it surely cannot be as bad as him having sex with his sister-in-law while his wife drowned. Drowned. There's no coming back from that. She could do basically anything. She could torch the Sandman. But but Amelia's got fond memories of that time. (laughs) And so she still holds a candle and they have this i got to say, saucy moment in the school. It's one of my dreams to be locked in a school under, classroom. Under de- you thought that was saucy? I'm just like, I was about to describe it as vomitous <laughs> when they were like huddled together under the desk. That's a nerd girl's dream. The lights are out in the classroom. Oh, dear. What, Teacher creepy, locks you yeah, in. <laughs> you creepy brother-in-law. Anyway, she. what about Kate, her introduction to Paul when she walks up to talk to him before the council meeting, um, the board meeting? Yeah. yeah so, she so. called him Mr Trump. Which you've got to love that. 2012. Priya, yeah. Mr. Trump. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. <gasps> Neighbours um, predicting the future. Erin's bro high as the bin fire it always has been. Mm. But look, She's at least it didn't have graffiti on its doors and walls when Andrew went in to no. shoot this music video. It was a very clean toilet. <laughs> so we have come to Sophie R's Minty B. <laughs> yeah. So firstly... Sophie, Andrew doesn't want her there because she's broken the heart of the little kid. And now the um, red cotton lead singer's pissed off with her. Yeah, it's yeah. a grudge, man. She's really, she's really bugging things up big time considering yeah. it's her favourite band. And the only way she's allowed to come to this film clip is because it's only meant to be the media students coming along to help along. And I loved Andrew pitching this to Priya like, all right, I won't keep you long because your dinner's going to get cold because she's holding a shopping bag from bloody waterhole or whatever it was called then. But my T-bone. And <laughs> <laughs> my salmon of the day. And he, he's like, what if the media students shoot it? I'm like, is Red Cotton okay with this? Because I wouldn't be. No. They've got like 3,000 Facebook fans. Why not Callum, just Rebecca with a handy cam. Why not go down to like Power Road and like film it in some sort of industrial yeah. looking area down there? I like it. Gritty. Yeah. And then so anyway. I, oh, yeah. The only way Sophie gets to be in it is if um, her guardian signs a permission slip. And what's happened to her guardian? She's off. On the tear up in FNQ. I will only defend Kate on a limited amount of – for okay. a limited amount of reasons. But Kate should never have been the guardian for her teenage siblings when she herself was a high school student. Yeah. And that would be incredibly stressful and would be almost guaranteed to screw up her relationship with her siblings. And now Kate has had her own early life crisis after yeah. she molested a student and she's – exited this situation without and being kind of too young and probably under too much mental strain to work out, oh, I need to sort out this sort of guardianship I have. Mm. And Paul a couple of times is like, oh, Sophie put me down as a guardian. It's like, well, can't you just be a guardian for a while? Okay, never mind. But, yeah, Sophie, who I think was still a teaching student, hadn't even graduated because Priya's like, oh, come back and you can finish your placement. Oh, so you love how they all want her back? Like that school. Look, there is a shortage. We cannot be choosers. It's another wow. dark day for Erinsborough High. But 2012, God, it wasn't. It wasn't 2023. <laughs> Get another kid from the uni. <laughs> so, so Soph forges Kate's signature for this permission slip. Yeah, I mean, and who hasn't done that? I haven't done that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Look, to be honest, I think for this permission slip, it's. it's I've practiced just in arbitrary. case, but I never did it. <laughs> Just to see if I could. My mum's got a very complicated. It doesn't look like her name at all. Anyway. I had a terrifying violin teacher when I was in grade three who 
um, you know, you had to have your parents' signature to sign off that you had practised and I hadn't practised because my <laughs> parents weren't tiger parents at all. And, um, yeah, I just – I did a lot of forging and um, – yeah, that caught up with me. Um, <laughs> this one was terrifying and actually ended up having well, world recognised. Her sons were like famous um, guitarists. But anyway, she was terrifying and that's why they were very famous. CJ used it to get out of better things than violin practice. Yes. What? So, yeah, Sophie forges it to get on the video yeah, so she saw, she forges it to go along. To be like an extra. Yeah, and she just arrives on the day. So she doesn't let Seagull know that she's coming. She <laughs> just. We caught in there. <laughs> um, and um, I've never attached to one of Kate's nicknames quite as strongly as I have to no. this one. Um, and so, anyway, uh, so she arrives on the day and she, she knows music and she knows their band. So she starts. I don't know, quipping and giving some advice. And, like, some of her advice is pretty good. I, You know, I can't even remember it. But She's I think like, she, this is lame. Yeah, it is. You're in a school mm. toilet and some guy <laughs> that has no experience they're is shooting it. They're practically playing guitar in the cubicles. Yeah. It's, it's gross. It's gross. And so she's like, let's grab a texter and write, I hate school. Yeah. I think it's like who needs school or something, oh. but, like, grammatically correct. And, <laughs> and then old, old mate from Red Cotton, Cotton writes on the mirror – um, oh, what's the I, didn't, I couldn't. Even I don't make... care. That's right. <laughs> because you know what he must have been doing, shouting out Delta Goodrum's original single, "Preborn to Try." I don't care. Google it. It's a bang- I, it's look, a banger. I looked at that and I thought, geez, I hope they're using Crayola washable markers. <laughs> they weren't even at full ink capacity. They were very faint. Those textures. And then, then kind of like West Side Story esque, Sophie kicks with her heel the toilet door quite gently. That was incredible, though. She goes, oh, "I can't even do it. I don't have shoes on." <laughs> but then that, the triggered, that triggered something. resistance. And she just starts kicking more and more and then somebody helpfully picks her up so she stops kicking and she manages to then raise her, her legs up and kick the door completely off its hinges. Incredible. And then she picks up a guitar. Yeah, Red Cotton's guitar. Yeah. Smashes it through the bathroom mirror. Yeah. Ruining old mate's graffiti on the mirror. <laughs> and, of, of course, who shows up? And then, then, she, then she piffs it into the cistern of the toilet, breaks the cistern. Oh, then it starts leaking. Yeah. Every, and do you know what would have been amazing? Was anyone rolling on that? That would have been amazing footage for the video clip. Well, no, well every, a thousand the, people had the their students. little Nokias out. Oh, but that wouldn't have been video quality. Video no, it wasn't. That was truly Zapruder footage. MTV, MTV's not putting that on. <laughs> no. It was great though. I was like absolutely caking myself and it, it took me back. To when I originally watched it and laughed back then as well, and because that little look at the fury on her face, because she is she hurt. was amazing. She like actual the acting was amazing. Like you could you could feel her crack in she, that moment. She is just hurting inside because she's been abandoned. Her big sister pissed off. I mean, she's probably dead because no one's heard from her. No, and they're like, oh well, someone um, some man answered her phone on the beach. So then she goes out. To, she's trying to track down Lincoln Lewis. And she's spotting one of his workmates, like one of his other tour guide workmates at the bar. And then while he's being served at the bar, I'm like, is that Melbourne comedy scene's Alastair Tremblay Birchall from Australia via Canada? And without his glasses that he's known for. And I've tweeted him and I said, excuse me, were you in either Port Douglas or Nunna Wadding in 2012? And he said, that is absolutely me. I never got to see it. And I think it was Nunna Wadding. (laughs) 
So some of the obviously there would have been sets, like I guess. Yeah, it looks like it looked like it was in the waterhole. Yeah, interior duggies and interior yeah the bar, all the bar scenes mm. with a few palm fronds, strategically placed. Um, I'd just like to show you these screenshots I took. Well, screenshots, actual photos of my TV that I took back on the seventh of February, twenty twelve. Oh, incredible! Look at oh. this. Sophie's anguished face and then the next picture. Oh, Callum. Callum's like shocked face. Sophie looks like she's right out of a horror movie of yeah. that era. Yeah. But yeah, Callum is – that's standard mm. like, oh, mm. what am I going to do? My oh, friend's having feelings that I can't understand. She's There's having so a Menti B but that term hasn't been invented for another eight years. And I don't know if our UK friends – so Menti B came about because we had Lockie D. Lockie D, yeah. That went viral because of a tweet. Lockdown. And, ev- and everyone just thought that's terrible but I love it. And then someone else jumped on board and said, we could probably trace these with carbon dating, but then someone else jumped on board and said, oh, I'm going to have a Menti B if we have another Lockie D. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you and know, it was every, it was kind of of the time, kind of meme of the time. It's like, you it know what, great. this is a horrible time and I've got a hit of joy because yeah. of linguistics. And I, my current hit of joy is coming from Cozzy Lives. Because of the cost of living crisis. I say it every day and it's not good. But I say it every day and I bring myself joy. Uh, Lucky D and Menti B, I think, are here to stay. Mm. Mm. And, well, Cozzy Lives, I've, I'm, bring, I'm, I'm riding the Cozzy Lives wave. Yeah, I don't know. I'd never heard Cozzy Lives. Oh, no, because I just thought of like Cozzy, the, um, <laughs> the guy from The Biggest Loser. <laughs> the presenter. The, um, yeah, from Adelaide. He's, in Adela- he's yeah, an Adela- yeah. Adelaide celebrity. Yeah. Cozzy. Ad- that's, or is that Coxie? No, no, no. That's what, Cozzy, yeah. That's Cozzy. Cozzy is from Melbourne and oh. he appears on postcards. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know who any of these people <laughs> are. But, but okay, An- another episode of CJ's Never Been on Twitter. Another episode of <laughs> we can't wait for the 2023 episodes to be released because I don't know what's happening in 2012. Oh, man. Oh, anyway, um, so consequences for Sophie. Yeah. She gets suspended. Mm. <gasps> Originally, yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah, man. but then it turns out. That well, then it's uncovered that she had forged the signature, and that suspension was escalated into an expulsion. Yeah, no. and she also, when it was suspen- suspension, Priya wanted her to apologize and really mean it. <laughs> oh, she she had like this was the best like um, film clip moment I think where she she stands up and she starts her apology and she goes, Nah, I didn't mean any of that. <laughs> I love I'd it. I'd do it again. <laughs> yeah. And then so she Poor storms kid. out and Paul is like, um, cool, I'm okay with you staying but I'm not paying for Eden Hills. Like I, I'm a newspaper person. We've got to get you back into mm. this school. Like this is – because that's the only option that she'd have yeah. at this point. There's did, no did like West Waratah College. No, I just – No, because later on that week he then – we encounter him on the phone to Eden Hills oh, Grammar. Oh, really? Yeah, and then he's going, all right, well, I'll you know, I'm looking around but Eden Hills is my first choice. Oh. But CJ yeah. knows that, like, it's not his preference to shell out. He's not in money bags, Paul. No, he's not money bags, Paul. Well, he was about money. to. He was, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm impressed because I only had that from my direct feelings towards him. <laughs> oh, because then what happens later in the week is that he gets a surprise visit from the DHS. Oh, oh that's rare. And it's, um, I don't know, one of their workers comes around to visit and says, um, I've heard about what happened at school. This seems out of character for Sophie. Um, can we discuss this with her? And also I want to talk to Kate. Yeah, where's her guardian, Yeah, guys? and then Paul's like, oh, look, she's just gone away on a holiday. Um, we think. No, or no, he, no, he didn't say that because he's, he's covering 
their asses and he goes, she's gone away on a holiday and um, her, um, her phone is not working anymore so we can't, no, we're she, not in contact with her. She lost it. Yeah. And, and then he mm. mentions, and you know what it's like when you're on holidays, you just lose track of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably not the best thing to say. <laughs> and so this woman's like, okay, well, um, so Sophie's not here. I'll return in a couple of hours so I can discuss this with her. And because Sophie's not home. So they so is it Andrew or Paul? They they talk to Sophie and they're like, okay, we've got to cover up for Kate here because this is like oh. your this will be no. Well, no, no, they, they have to because otherwise what will happen to Sophie? Okay. Mm. So they've got to say, no, you, we've got to stick to the story. Kate's away, we knew about it. Um, but everything's fine other than that. And that's all that Sophie had to say. And she's like, no, I want Kate to get into trouble. And at this stage I'm like, well, this is, you know, I'm thinking fr- frontier psychiatry here. Like it's, it's <laughs> this girl needs therapy. <laughs> Surely expulsion's not the answer. She does need therapy. Yeah. It's valid. Mm. Yeah. Everyone's emotionally damaged. Like her, her mum's dead. You know, like anyway, so the then we – your old mate, your favourite character, Dr. Reese, happens oh. to know the DHS woman. Yeah. And so does Carl. Did he get her to lose her job? No, well, they're just chatting in the car park and, and the DHS woman says to Carl, oh, I'm going to be out your way. I'm just heading there now. And um, I love how she knows where everyone lives. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I heard there's a good Vietnamese pl- restaurant a few suburbs mm-hmm. down. But I'm like, like, what about privacy for her her clients? Yeah. Like, why is she saying to Carl, I'm going to visit someone in your street? Yeah, that's not and okay. Then, then, then she works out that Reese well, says, oh, I live next to, to Carl. To be fair, it could have been any of those kids in that street could have been due a visit from DHS. I'm sure Callum had one coming. And so he goes, yeah, I live next to Carl. And she goes, oh, do you know Kate Ramsey? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he, oh, he doesn't like oh. her. No, but it, she, she goes, well, he didn't shit can her. Because he had a bit of the guilt that he'd driven her out of town by saying she had no mates. But he revealed that she'd just upped and left and nobody knew where she was. So he gave away the whole game inadvertently because this DHS woman's a gossip, basically. All good at her job. Yeah. Yeah, And in in the meantime, Andrew and Tash tracked down um, Sophie at Harold's and Sophie's like, nah, stop (laughs) Kate. I want her to get into trouble. And Tash finally ends up saying... I nearly got sent to um, boarding school because I did something so bad. You need to get with the program here, love. Yeah, And so yeah. – and then the next – Tasha's best on ground for me lately. Yeah. And um, next scene is poor little Sophie, like, just absolutely bawling in Paul's living Aww. room saying, okay, you know, like, I don't – I, I want to be with you and Aww. that sort of thing. DHS woman turns up. She goes – Right, the jig is up. I know what's actually going on. And if you don't get Kate here within seven days, Ooh. Sophie's going to have to go into foster care. Seven days is a pretty generous time frame, I reckon. So, you know what my first thought was when I um, witnessed that absolute bullshit? I thought Legal Legal Beck would have an opinion on this. And I would assume that's something what I'm thinking as well. Um, that wouldn't the DHS want to keep her in kinship care with her uncle and cousin Andrew? And she, Beck says, I think she would stay at Paul's, always family preferred, but less dramatic for TV. And then she said the DHS would 100% keep her with Paul. Mm. And there's 14 other Robinsons they can choose if they yeah. need to. Yeah, but get half El- of them don't exist yeah. yet. Get yeah. L back. She said, um, would have to do some logistics and paperwork, but they aren't sending her to foster care when there's a perfectly good family member around. 
if you think Paul is perfectly good, that is. Well, we she, do, Beck. She'd get yeah. on like a house with um, – Sophie would get on like a house with Leo, I reckon. Oh, yeah. They'd have oh, a fun time. They would have a good time. Because Sophie would be – how old would Sophie well, be? She's in, she's in year – well, she's in year nine. Well, it's 2012 and she's 14. So it's 20 – it's a decade later, 24, 25. And oh. he's – Leo's got to be like alive? 31, yeah. 32. Oh, good. He's got to be in his early 30s. And he managed nightclubs and she rocked out at music festivals. Yeah. Hmm. He might have conversations about music that she wants to have with yes. her brother. Brother? I don't even understand. I don't know what they are. Cousin. Cousins. Okay. Yeah, they could. Oh, that's, yeah. up, that's unfortunate for someone around Leo to be a female cousin. <laughs> I don't know where we are now because Kate's oh, overlapped. Well, so She's lapped us. Of course. What does Paul do? Paul goes, well, loving this, consuming this without having to consume the show. Um, so he breaks into Kate's house and goes through her computer. Finds, like, yeah, finds her computer in a drawer, which he, nobody's managed to find Why so doesn't far. he just put on a wig with hair extensions and like, hello, <laughs> I'm Kate Ramsey, no. this is my new look. Paul is a can-do kind of man. Also, he? no password on that computer. No. No. Well, actually, I don't have a password tw- on mine. 2022, I mean, I do, Paul so. would have just hired <laughs> someone to act as Kate. Well, he was on the phone to someone at some point and I'm like, are you on the phone to John Wong? <laughs> yep. But he doesn't say it, but I'm like, are you? Are you? I think you are. Um, yeah, anyway, he finds out that she was looking for flights to um, – well, actually, he found an itinerary, Melbourne to Port Douglas, and I thought, pretty sure you don't fly into Port Douglas Airport, but anyway, <laughs> like, of course, you fly into Cairns. Um, and he's like, right, well, she's in Port Douglas. I'm going to get up there and John Wong myself – Gonna go yeah. have a kip at Dougie's backpackers. Yeah, pops past the pub and finds Susan to look after the kids. Yes, which was bloody lucky that he bumped into her because he had a car waiting outside to take him to the airport. Yeah, Susan's not keen on it at first, but then he's like, "I can't explain it, but it's important." But also, Susan's in the middle of grief, and I can't talk about it because it actually really upset me. Yeah. Oh, hang on, but yeah, but we'll but get to she it. goes, she goes. Can't Andrew look after her? And he goes, I need someone responsible, which thank you. Thank fair, you. Fair, fair. Yeah. And also Susan's like bloody couch surfing at Toads. Love it. Yeah. I love Susan's couch surfing era. But it's nice to have a break house sitting and the she, kids over she, next yeah. door. And yeah. she's always like, oh, so, Sonia, is there anything that needs doing? Dishes? Wash? Great. I love it when they just send, they go, what do we need on this location? Stefan Dennis. We're, we're going to Canberra. What do we need? Stefan Dennis. Make him walk through sand. <laughs> do you think he's going to take his jacket? <laughs> Not up in the tropics. Do you reckon he goes a bit magnum PI? That's what I mean. Or just like his like a, a Hawaiian shirt. Or, or like loosens the top button of his work shirt. Mm. I hope so. <laughs> and I can't spend much time on it because it was actually genuinely devastating. And I'm not even a dog person like in this way. I'm always – I've had, you know, like I just – it's cat person firstly but, you know, I get it. But poor old Audrey Kennedy took a turn for the worse. Yeah, so – I mean, it's part of a storyline that I've got no time for, but apparently you've got some for. So Callum and Kyle are um, – they've, they've got a hijinks going on with the newspaper. Because I love schemes. Oh, schemes. Money-making schemes, get-rich-quick schemes of Callum wanting to put flyers into the newspapers of his paper round and Kyle's for some reason printing them off and giving them to him and, that's, and somehow pays Callum in pineapples for this privilege. And also, like, he didn't want to pay Paul to put the advertising in there, but he's paying this kid to do it. But anyway. why didn't he just get Callum to stuff it in the letterbox? Exactly. Instead, oh, I mean, Callum yeah. is so half-assed. You see him just kind of, like, fling a paper. Yeah. 
you lazy little prick. It's a like it's a cul-de-sac. Just go like do a big loop. You have to do a loop anyway. I it? love. I have a real nostalgia for those that those feelings of bundles of newspaper like that. I always loved. Oh, I hate I hate newspapers. The smell. But I love the idea of a paper round. I just love the idea of flinging rolls of paper before the plastic condom well, now, racked. Now they um age. People do them from cars because there's nobody wanting to ever be a paper yeah. boy, and there's mm. not, well, there's, and there's nobody buying newspapers. Mm. But oh my god! But the, that show Paper Girls cancelled before its time gave me that nostalgia feeling of rustling newspapers. Oh, big controversy in my local Facebook group on Sunday. Um, somebody came out to their Sunday age wrapped in well, they wrap them flat now mm. on, on their on the pavement outside their house, and someone's dog had done a crap <laughs> on top of it. <laughs> And so funny. this person then said – Someone from the Murdoch press. Someone, someone posted a photo of this newspaper <laughs> with the shit on it. <laughs> then someone posted today like another picture of a different newspaper saying, oh, look, guys, someone forgot to crap on this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the kind of hijinks. That, I mean, I, would like, I hope we get to see that in, on the cul-de-sac. Yeah. But now there's one less dog around to crap yeah. on the newspaper. Oh, so, yeah, Susan can't walk, go on a walk with Callum because Audrey's taken a turn and then really by the next day she had hours left to live. Yeah, which is, which is how it happens. It has, it yeah. is. You go to yeah. the vet, you think it's fine and it's not fine. And then yeah. I can't. Carl and Susan her wrapping her in a blanket and holding it. I can't, it was too much. I couldn't. It was too real and too much. And, and it's just like – and the vet – Offers to come around oh. after the shift, so they they get to, you know, have some time with Audrey before. But it's just, she's really unwell, and so it's not like you know previous times. She doesn't want to eat. Oh, she's off her food, and so anyway, she dies. It's horrible. It's sad. The next day, straight into ceramic pig territory. They're like, you do not grieve for long. We've got a ceramic pig plot. We need. We've got a 40-degree day. Get the dog in the esky. Get the dog body oh, into God. the esky. I Thank God, God it's a small it. dog. <laughs> Thank God Audrey was not a rottweiler. <laughs> Get her down into the, the, the water hole's walk-in freezer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and then Sheila would mistake it for the meat of the day, oh. put it in the burgers. Oh, my God, I can't. No, I can't. Don't let your takeaway get cold. Thank God it was short-lived. They put her in the esky. Susan and Carla fighting over how they're going to bury her. Susan, Carl wants her in the backyard. Yeah. Susan wants her somewhere where she can have access Yes, and and it, it's very real, you know, because they're fresh and it's yeah, it's very real, and you know the 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 people that come and pick up your hard rubbish are not, you know, like they're not people people. Often they like they they uh, have a very basic task to do, and that well, they and have a laser focus on that task because yeah. it's a bloody hard job. They're having to pick up heavy things and heft them in a truck. Yeah. They're not there to distinguish. They just go, "This crap's out the front. I'm chucking it." And we gave you one instruction, losers: put the stuff out the front. Put it out the front, <laughs> and also like they're not like they're not customer service people. Like it's just not their job. By the way, flashback, flash forward to the finale because it's hard rubbish week. It's hard rubbish back in 2012. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. And Susan puts down the esky because she wants to go and take it who knows where to the – Also, like, why would you do that? Leave your dead dog just in the middle of the street? Anyway. Because um, Sonia and Toadie haul her inside to say – Yeah, could could she not say to Sonia, can you please help me with this? <laughs> is this pre her MS diagnosis? I think it is, isn't no, it? Well, at one point C- Callum is saying, are you sure you're going to be okay going for a walk at your but that, age? But no, no, he was, he was gaslighting her. Yeah, he was being but a But he was very prescient because he said it's very hot. You could have heat but stroke. That, well, they were talking about how it was a 40-degree day. Yes, but yeah. do you remember he says you could have – a heat stroke yeah, mm. and then 
foreboding because of mm, the she walk. does that many times she was gonna but in the future with doug they were gonna take a walk to yeah, the with doug when she went on a school camp yeah. she basically when finn locked her in a thing yeah valid she, points callum or, or always got half a bottle of mount franklin guys i'm really confused right I created a meme oh, yeah. back in twen- in August 2011 right. that said RIP Audrey oh. t- 2001 to 2011 our favorite Kennedy and I made it I even put way, little stars all over it. That's not a meme it, it's it's artwork. It's Thank beautiful. You. Yeah. And I'm really confused cuz wow. it's 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 date stamped. Do you reckon cuz this is What happened you, then? I know oh I think it must have been maybe it was the dog actor. But they but they didn't film that far ahead. That's August. That's no, but I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe the dog actor died. They announced oh, it because I think st- maybe the dog se- did change. Oh, stunt stunt Audrey. So this is stunt Audrey, maybe. Oh, but gosh, mm. this is the 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 Kate Stradamus curse of this podcast. Oh my god! I mean, well, if the dog died, the dog died. But um, but yeah, I look, our favorite Kennedy. Yeah, mm. we'll post it. We'll share it on the places. Um, it'll be a good one to put on Instagram. And we, uh, yes, we, yeah, we should put that on Instagram. And but also, so this moment, so they they go chasing the truck for Audrey's. Oh, because she's been swept up in the hard rubbish. Yeah, esky co- coffin. Grim, grim. Yeah, very grim. But so, um, Carl and Susan, they're not getting along. Like it's it's not a good time for their separation. Um, they they would they did. The last night with Audrey pretty well. Mm, but then afterwards, beautiful. you know, cracks are showing. And Carl, he he rolls his sleeves up and he kind of wins Susan's heart a little bit. Because he does a couple of things. He pays money to the Garbo. Yeah, which is against his religion. Yeah, he gives a couple of pineapples over. Can I have a look in there? And there's a moment where he doesn't want to give that much money and it's a real Carl moment. And he yeah. doubles it. Mm. Very lucky it wasn't. My council's hard rubbish picking things up because it goes, it gets compacted in the, the rubbish truck as it goes. Yeah. yeah, these guys were not compacting, and then and he then, hops in. Yeah, so he not only had to pay money, but then he had to get in to get the dead dog Esky, and he gets it out, and Susan's so happy. So where do they put her in the end? I don't even remember. Sonia's nursery for a stroll. Aww. Because they go to Sonia, um, she they call her up and she goes, "Oh yeah, I'll be I'll be there in five minutes." And my question to you, Sonia, is why aren't you there now? I haven't seen you there all week. Yeah. And so they go and bury her there in a public place, and then Sonia's off to the side watering the plants. I'm like, who was going to do that if you weren't there today, love? Baby Madge was so excited to find out about Sonia's nursery. Oh, and she's like, I didn't know. Well, first of all, she wanted to know who Sonia was, and I had to keep on explaining. Oh, oh it's Callum's mum, but also you remember Nell? It's Nell's mum. Nell just isn't born yet. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she's like, and then, well, because um, Callum's punishment for having done the flyers <laughs> dirty is um, he has to go and work at Sonia's nursery. Madge. I had a, a nursery, you would be working there. And it wouldn't be a punishment, it'd just be a given. And she was like really excited by that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what job would you do? And she goes, she goes, beep, beep. <laughs> so she wanted to do the checking out. And I said, look, I think we'd start with you watering the plants, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You've got a plan. You've got a business plan. <laughs> Mate, I'm not letting an eight-year-old run the cash register, okay? <laughs> you guys are basically seagull. You've got a business plan already. <laughs> Oh, so that was a bittersweet end to the week because they, yeah. Um, But also 
when Paul gets Susan to look after his children, I don't know. When he's, 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 he's charged. His ward. Yeah, yeah he, he walks into the pub. He's, she is a ward. She is a ward. Um, walks into the pub and um, Susan and Carl are sort of having a moment of like, it must be lonely around the house without Audrey. Oh. Yeah. So, so summer's there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. Speaking of summer, Jordy Lucas has uh, been watching some TikToks this week and basically um, Jordy's just found out that she's people – that because people are watching 2012, she's found out that she's been some people's bisexual awakening mm. and she's, she's all for it. Um, which – imagine what they had in store for them because she's, she's a real – Babe, boss mum. Yeah. But also I love I love like people like her or Seagull, um, like people coming back to them or your comedy friend being like, yeah. were you on Neighbours? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to link him to the app now so you can watch it. Yeah. And all these like new, I don't know, people, I, I like that there's new people finding Neighbours. It's just a pity they're seeing these episodes. Do you know there, do you know there are OC fans that are like saying, I'm going to watch it. I'm 100% yeah. going to watch it when Misha comes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there is. And there's a lot – like that was like – people loved that show. It was I, trending. People were messaging. Again, the same – you know you know it's back when randos are messaging you in the middle of the day going, oh, I've just heard Misha Barton from the OCs coming down. Neighbours. <laughs> Do you know what the new Is Neighbours Still On oh, catchphrase is? God. I thought they cancelled that. Mm. What about Bouncing Strange? cancelled that. Get stuck. Have a glass. Like, shut the F up. Yeah. Uh, I just looked up Kaya Jones on Instagram and, oh, yeah, yeah she is oh, – what she's called Kiki Kaya. Oh. And she's um, doing some uh, voice acting. She's narrated a book recently. Oh. She's amazing. I met her on the – on name drop, Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Oh. She played Poppy. Um, oh, she was cute, a delight. Cute thing is when I looked it up her thing, it says followed by Insta Morgs. I was like, yeah, well, Aww. this is the right one. No, she's a really – I would head, love to chat to her. Yeah. About her child acting in Neighbours. When we should when we ask Morgan back, we should have them both on. Ask them both on. Well, I. It's weird because every episode feels like the end of the week because I, I don't know when to stop and start. But that's fine. We'll just go by vibes. It's fine. And like if you see online, everyone's just going by vibes. Yeah, we're just going by vibes <laughs> until it's our vibes era. It's like August or yeah. something. I don't know when yeah, it's going to happen. I think that's yeah. it. Yeah, and so this is probably this two, is second part of a two-parter. Yeah, bumper up. Yeah, and we'll, you know, spoiler alert. We're going to talk about <laughs> episodes from twenty twelve, yeah. mm. and um, be alarmed by some fashions. At one point, Kyle looked like a Christmas elf in like a tank, green tank top, and his hair is not good. And why was there a pot plant watering side plot? Oh, that thing that Kate Plant rant on that. Sure. Okay, so they were left plants there by the landlord and they had to take care of them inside. The landlord? Oh. It's part of part of the lease is agreement the, to look who's after the landlord. I can't remember. It's gotta be someone we know. Yeah. And is it in the plant was it Lynn? In the plant yeah, era. Lynn. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're like part of the they're bolted down to the front yard yeah, and they're yeah. part of the landscape. He could li- literally lift them up. You know what I would have done? I would have stuck them out in the garden and said, good luck to you. Mm. <laughs> in the plantfluencer era, it is not three people's jobs to look after the housepot plants. It is mm. the plant nerd's job. It is Kate's job. And mm. I don't do indoor plants because they're too needy. They are. 
Mm. Um, Mother-in-law's tongue, that's all I got. I've that's got one. I put it in the shower. Yeah. It's worked out. Oh, which one? I don't know. That's us. Sorry, I've got two but one of them's dead. Vase. <laughs> wasn't in your lease agreement. Vase on Instagram. CJ. CJ the Hot Mess Mum on TikTok mainly. I'm Remude on Twitter and also you can contact us on Neighbours Pod on Instagram. And Neighbours Council on Facebook. And join. Yeah. The council. We and answer the questions. Yeah, answer the questions because there's a lot of bots joining lately. Mm. We'll leave you with the, um, the ode to our overlord. Bye.